on for podcasting. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, ask about the Friday KXNO lunch special. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Thanks for tuning in this morning. BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this. We will, at the bottom of the hour, head to Chicago where we will catch up with uh, Iowa State color analyst uh, Eric Heft. He will join the program to help us preview Miami and Iowa State tonight. Maybe a little look at the uh, Kansas-Providence uh, game as well with uh, Eric from a Big 12 perspective. Uh, but a lot on Iowa State with Eric Heft coming up here at 1030 at 1105 off to Vegas we shall go Mike Palm from Circus Sports kind of go inside the numbers with uh, with Mike Palm at 11.05 and then Tom Cakert on Iowa Kirk Ferentz met the media on Wednesday, Rick Brown at HawkeyeNation.com roast, uh, posted a really good piece a one-on-one with uh, Fran McCaffrey sounds as though uh, a couple of the question marks three of them, Chris Murray, Connor McCaffrey uh, and Philip Robracha all uh, looks as though they are headed back uh, for another year. So we'll catch up on Iowa before we give four of you an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxon's 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Online, ClaxonBBQ.com, ClaxonBBQ.com. A lot of college basketball to get to if I ever, ever, Ever bet on Gonzaga again, please. You know what I'm going to ask my palm to do uh, uh-huh. uh, as part of the app at Circa? When you go to hit place bet that you're allowed to, you know, put in certain teams yes. that you have sworn you're never going to bet again. And if you do get tempted to do it, maybe your phone shocks you or doesn't allow the bet to be placed. Just some, Trent, honest to God, I should have bought a couple of students' books over the years. It would have been che- cheaper since betting. <laughs> came to Iowa. What was it, 2018? Yes, yeah. I've bet them every year. And every year I think that wow. there's, there's there's no way this team is going to lose. It's a one-and-done tournament. It's just... How can you bet that I much know. in a one-and-done tournament? Because I just think that they're head and shoulders, and then they're just... Good for good for Musselman. Oh, yeah. Trent, this was no fluke. No. This was no... This no-take kid. My God. Took and a lot Williams, of shots to get there. That's all right. Uh, he's uh, he's a hell of a player and, and a massive piece of that basketball team. Duke, do they ever miss at nut-cutting time? What a clutch team. Okay, where's the team that got the crap kicked out of them against, in, at Cameron as the curtain comes down on Krzyzewski? Vatek pasted them in the ACC tournament, and now this? When you don't miss shots down the stretch, it's hard to lose. And that's what they've done. Michigan State outplayed them for 35 minutes. They did. And what happened? Texas Tech outplayed him. I thought so too. For many parts. And of Texas 32 Tech's minutes. defense is elite. Yeah, we're not talking about doing this against no. Wake Forest. Right. This is against the best defense in the country, maybe the side of Houston. Mm. That's how good Texas Tech is, and they don't miss a shot. Eight 856 straight. was the last basket that they missed. 
Their last field goal that they missed was just under nine minutes left in the game. They had eight other opportunities, had a couple of turnovers, mm-hmm. uh, missed a couple of free throws, but the the shots that made it to the rim uh, and the, and weren't fouls, they made every one of them, eight in a row. Banchero down the stretch. He's really good. Did you see the little wink that he had too? Yes, yes. As they were coming out of the TV <laughs> timeout. About that, I'm glad you brought that yeah, up. Yeah, I had the little wink, yeah. and it just. They were cool, mm-hmm. calm, cool, collected. They were everything that you'd hope a team that you would root for is mm-hmm. like down the stretch and making those plays, like you said, doing against the best defense in the country. Yep. It's nothing short of incredible. This is a team that played in a down ACC. We can argue the merits of the ACC. I may be a tad better at the top than we thought, but for the most part, yes, I totally yeah. agree with you. This is not the ACC. This is no. not your... Older brothers, right. ACC. That's true. They're right. definitely. And if there done. is one team in the ACC, it was Duke. At least right. that's what we thought. Yeah. Now North Carolina is going to nope. get their shot nope. tonight against UCLA, and looking forward to that one. But Miami against Iowa State, and it was hard to get a good read on this Duke team because the ACC certainly felt down mm-hmm. from what we were used to, and yep. because of that, when you look night in and night out, what Kansas is going through, and what Texas is going through, and you go through the different teams in the Big Twelve and the Big Ten and the SEC, and just what behemoths those conference seem mm-hmm. like, and even the Big East. What the top? Villanova's always going to be there, and Providence in their incredible run and winning the regular season title. And he looked at the ACC and said, "Boy, it's just not very good." Mm-hmm. So it was hard to get a read on this Duke team. Yeah. I need to watch more Big East basketball during the regular season. Yeah, I really do, because year after year, somebody's standing, mm-hmm. right? And usually Villanova. Yeah, usually. How about Jay Wright? Now nineteen and three over the last five NCAA tournaments. It's it's really something to behold. Uh, no doubt. You know, I, I looked at Miami's schedule closer uh, after we got off the air yesterday. The Big Ten ACC Challenge, they drew Penn State. Penn State beat them. Yeah. Penn State beat Miami. Right. So if you're a Cyclone fan today, I mean, I get it. It's, you know. It's a million years ago. A million years ago, yeah. but still. Um, Penn State went out one of the better teams in the, in the Big Ten, and, and they picked off the hurricane. Well, a lot on that game coming up at 10.30. Arizona goes down. Uh, Calvin Sampson and, and, and Musselman still standing. Both of these coaches, what terrific jobs. Miss Musselman, my God. All the bulletin board material, he took every uh, advantage of that to put up. Everybody picking against them. Mm-hmm. Look, we, should, we, we did. I'm going to give us a little credit. Not that we didn't think Gonzaga, I didn't think Gonzaga would lose last night, but Georgia State pushed them. Yes. Right? And Memphis, they're up 41-31 after 20 minutes. They got so, up 12 in the first half. Right. And and when Gonzaga made that first big spurt, Memphis answered. Uh-huh. Memphis played well. Gonzaga was really Timmy that won that game, but there were yes. there were cracks in the armor. Absolutely. We saw them. Now, I think we, we both liked the points last night, mm-hmm. but certainly didn't think that uh, uh, the Hogs would be moving on and the Zags. And now you just have to wonder now. I mean, if, if this if there ever was a year in a wide open, or last year's team was probably better, but Baylor beat them. Yeah. You just wonder if, if this is ever going to happen for the Zags. You have a lot there. you got a great point guard in Emhart, who was not great it's last terrible. night. Terrible. But that running three, he's a really good point guard, though. You have a lottery win, by the way, that running three. Yes. (laughs) The lottery pick that, though they've had him the last couple of years, I don't think that is going to be a normalcy for Gonzaga to go from Jalen Suggs Mm -hmm. to Chet Holmgren. It Mm -hmm. was kind of a confluence of everything perfectly coming together. By the way, look, officiating did not decide the game, but it was awful. It was. Holmgren's third foul. He was the one that was fouled. Yes. He was falling down, and it's just, come on. The fourth and fifth. Well, the fifth for sure. The fourth and the... I'm with you. The fifth. You can't do it. You're taking a guy out like that. Yes. What, he played 22 minutes? 20, yeah, not very many. Yeah. 
had a double double, but but for Gonzaga to get guys like that, generational type mm-hmm. talents, and the reasons for it, and a couple of Minnesota kids that went there, I don't think that's going to be something that's going to happen. That high a prospect, they'll get McDonald's All Americans, they'll get good players, they'll still get every good player that comes out of Washington. That's just the way it gone. But to expect that to have the weird year a year ago, yeah. to have this season. You look at any metric, and a good WCC this year, they were tested. Mm-hmm. True. And not get there. A better, he... better, a, a better West Coast Conference. Right, yeah. right. So are Suggs and Holmgren from the same part of Minneapolis? I'm not sure. Not Is sure. there a need? I'm not sure. I know they're both from Minneapolis, yeah. but I'm not sure. And there's a lot of movement there. A lot okay. of people seem to end up at, what, Creighton Hall and a couple of those <laughs> yeah. other schools. <laughs> Eden Prairie. Yep. Yeah, that's another one. That's, that is another one. They all seem to kind of end at mm-hmm. different places. You think we got a problem here? <laughs> Take a look at Minneapolis. It's yeah. different up there. But to get those kind of players, was this the window? Was this the opportunity? And it's left there. This is still a program that's gone to seven straight Sweet 16s. Mm-hmm. They've been to three Elite Eights. They've been to two championship mm-hmm. games. Not that they can't, right? but it is that they haven't. And there is something to be said about that, getting to that mountaintop. There's never been a team that has won this many NCAA tournament games that has never won mm. an NCAA tournament. So there's some history there. The knocks against Gonzaga that they can never do it, that's ridiculous. This might be a great window, mm-hmm. but come on. This program's played for two national championships right. to say that they can't do it. They said the same thing about Jay Wright until he did it. Right. They, they said the same thing about a lot of coaches until they ultimately did it, and a lot of programs until they broke through and got it done. So to say never, I think, is a little bit ridiculous, and you can beat your chest. And say, yeah, yeah, I was right again. <laughs> Gonzaga didn't do it again. Well, I'll never bet him again, Trent. I well, swear to God, I've learned my lesson. Yeah, and the price just isn't right. Right. And that's another thing they have to look at is uh-huh. because they're such a big betting favorite in a one-and-done scenario. Well, I started getting them in November because that's the best price I thought I was going to get. Mm-hmm. And I bet them all season long. You just kept adding I to it. I just kept adding to it. Adding and adding and mm-hmm. adding. And Arkansas got you. Oh, The Razor God. Pigs, as no, my daughter and, calls them. That's who she picked in her bracket. Well, she's still alive. She's still alive. And you can't say that about a lot of people, I don't think. There's a <laughs> lot of bracket. Arizona goes down. Houston Trent was the better this again, like Arkansas was the better team knocking off the one. Mm-hmm. So was Houston. You know, and you tried to warn me of this. You said Arizona, as we talked about Gonzaga with the cracks, and I bought that. I this was not the Gonzaga team maybe we thought they were going to be after what we saw the first two rounds. You said the same thing about Arizona. I said, No, 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 no. They, they got, got their, their wake up call. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be fine. I can't get over this. I can't get over Houston losing Sasser, losing another one of their mm-hmm. top players. And being this good and yeah. being this connected and how tough they are. And Kelvin Sampson, I saw a picture, I forgot. Remember when Kelvin Sampson used to wear that stupid denim shirt on the sidelines when he was in Oklahoma? Nice. He had the denim shirt Did all the time. He? Yeah, he just remember. looked like a dork. <laughs> he looks a lot better at his old age. He's looking good. Clapping to the fans afterwards. Yeah. And a decided Houston majority there. Arizona travels yeah. well. Houston yeah. filled up that building. They did. Big they 12 did. fans, be ready. Wow, this this good for you, Bob Bowlesby. You didn't make you were handed chicken, you know what, and you made chicken salad out of it because he did a terrific job uh, by losing those two heavy heads. And um, yes, great point on Houston coming to the league. Nova, Michigan. Um, like I was more tuned into the the Zags. Same. I didn't see a ton of it uh, when they because they both got the half about the same time, which surprised they did, me. Yeah, you had the twenty minute gap, and then mm-hmm. it tightened up there, and you had a lot of stoppage. In the Arkansas Gonzaga game, because of that, yeah, it got a little tighter there. Mm-hmm. Certainly, as you mentioned, going into halftime. So, what I saw from it, it was Michigan. Yeah, Dickinson's bigger, taller. Yeah, yeah. but the physicality of Villanova and Gillespie and Gillespie is so good. Yeah, and when Michigan had a run, 
He had a couple of big, yep. big threes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. Last night, two ones down the drain. There's only one one remaining, and it's Kansas. And the way this tournament's going, do you like them? <laughs> Can you, geez, uh, if you're, oof. Uh, anyways, all right. Iowa State tonight, Miami. Away we go. Uh, Miami. The point spread is ticking up. Trent Condon. That's mm-hmm. what you've seen. Yeah, looking uh, across the board here this morning, it had open up about one and a half. Pretty much everybody had it as as an opener. I know there. Well, was did Iowa up, State open as a favorite there was on an, Sunday night? There was an offshore. Is that where that it was? Had them okay. as a favorite, but, but yeah, a slight favorite, right? A, it was one, one. Yeah. So pretty much every Vegas book, though. Open at Miami one or one and a half. That's pretty much what it was consensus consensus across the board. Uh, this morning, it is three everywhere that I see here. I got what eight books listed everywhere except for the South Point. It's currently Miami minus three, and that over under is dropping as it should. How can you bet the over in this game, Trent? This game's got sixty two fifty six written all oh, over yeah. it. Miami's good offensively, but uh-huh. they're not elite. No. They got great guards. They got three really good guards. And Any one of them can go off. I'll take Ty- Tyrese Hunter shutting down mm-hmm. Charlie Moore yeah. because he I has think... shown an ability defensively, okay. certainly to do that. You go through, you you look at this Miami squad. You're right. The inside guys don't scare you by any measure. No, they're not scorers. Nope. They're not guys that are going to be nope. a big problem. Isaiah Wong, he's a shot getter. He's a good player, Trent. He's guess what he's shooting from three this year. What is he? Thirty percent. Mm. He takes a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. He makes some shots. Mm-hmm. He's not a great elite offensive player. The, the player you got to watch is 23, McGusty. McGusty's good. Yeah. And so Brockington will get his assignment. Mm-hmm. You'll have so Kalsher. So do you think Kalsher gets who? He'll get Wong. Gets Wong. And then he got Hunter. Hunter on Moore. On Moore. And, and the, uh, yeah, the, the two. You said during a break yesterday, Iowa State was just going through defensive drills. That's the way they were. If you looked at the video, that's they, they, there wasn't a ball on the – well, there was, but they weren't allowed to shoot, I don't think. They're just defensive shell drills. That's all it was. And it was – they were getting after each other. Love it. I do, too. I do, too. It's your calling card. And, wear it. And absolutely, and be proud of it. And they yep. certainly are. Uh, I give Iowa State a massive, massive chance in this game. Do I love I? it. I if I was forced to bet – Yeah. I might go on the clothes. Money line right now at Circa. Cyclones plus 138. Mm-hmm. I've been tip it up to 145, that get you? Well, I, you know what? I've been back and forth on this game. When it, when, uh, when, the, when it first became apparent that Auburn's going down, mm-hmm. uh, I started to think, boy, Iowa State's they're going to club them. And then I started, I looked a little closer, and then just, just this Iowa State story, you know? Um, it, look, I want to see Iowa State get to the Elite Eight. Get your shot against Absolutely. Kansas. Absolutely, uh, give, give, Wouldn't that be awesome if it is? But at the same time, would I fall off my chair if the Hurricanes win by you know, six or eight? I wouldn't. No. I, I wouldn't. Uh, again, you got to shut down McGusty. Mm-hmm. Shut him down. Wong's going to get his. As Trent said, he's a volume shooter. Um, but shut down McGusty. McGusty, to me, is the bigger threat. Of the roster, if you could take one guy off, like mm-hmm. Iowa State, when they're scouting Iowa State, shut down Brockington. Let somebody else beat you. Yeah. Shut down McGusty. Let somebody else beat you. It might be Wong, but if it's not, you're in pretty good shape. I love the matchup. I love everything about this game. I've been on Iowa State throughout, and I, much like you with Gonzaga and just keep adding and adding, that's what I'm doing. I'm, yeah. I'm going to every book. I'm Worked looking out well for every for me. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me a little more nervous over there. But And I'm still looking at the prices for them to get to the Final Four. I I, I think there's a real chance here. I they're playing with confidence. Mm-hmm. They know what their calling card is. They're mm-hmm. they're doing all the right things. 
and looking at the Midwest region, Kansas still the favorite. They're still at one five, uh, minus one fifty five. So that means you got to bet one hundred and fifty five dollars to win one hundred fifteen dollars and fifty cents right. to make ten. And that's more likely right. for a lot of people, myself included. The second choice is Miami plus four forty five. Would you bet them at plus four forty five to win to get to the final four? I don't think I would. I don't think that price is... No, I feel like Iowa State to win tonight. <laughs> That's another part. Providence plus 550. Providence, I think, will keep it tight. What's the number? Seven and a half, eight? Seven and a half, yeah. I think they keep it tight. Look, it depends on Remy Martin. If Remy yeah. Martin shows up and plays... Um, if we get the guy we see the last two weeks... Mm-hmm. And I kind of hope he does, and I kind of hope he goes for plays 28, 30 minutes tonight, because 48 hours later, he's got to turn around and do mm-hmm. it again, and especially if Iowa State's sharing the court with him. You can get the Cyclones at Circa at plus 745. Hmm. I think that's a good price. Well, I mean, we saw him in Lawrence. If it would have, should have. I mean, they, they got screwed. They did. <laughs> they got screwed by the West. You know, for the most part, with the exception of, uh, of, the, of the awful fouls, I'll give you the fourth, too, because it was, yeah, it was kind of a toss up, but three and five were egregious. Yes, absolutely. Um, but other than that, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad night for the Zebras, I didn't think. No, I guess nothing really jumped out. I think that was just such a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, what co- was the game I was watching at the end of the half? The 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 what, did the ball did the shot get off? They called a foul, uh-huh. but it was after the after the shot after the time after the half expired. And they and they came back and they went to the video and they said, "Well, that's not what we were looking at. We we're actually looking over here and there's a foul here." What game was that? I don't know. I might have missed. I might have been putting the kids to bed. At that time, but other, that time. but I thought the officials and we've been hard on them. And yeah, it's been I mean, us. Everybody has deservedly so. Sure, um, but I didn't think that that was an awful night for them last night for the most part, which is a good thing. Yeah, it is. But unfortunately, still we start with the with the home grid. with the way that game mm-hmm. was called, and it's still going to be certainly mm-hmm. a narrative uh, going into tonight's. Sweet I, and I don't want I don't want people to think we're, we're poo pooing Arkansas's effort. No, not at all. They were unbelievable. Yes, and if that game would have called been called straight up, I still think they would have. I the think game. so too. If you would end up, the way say they the whistle wasn't you. tilted one way, right? They and just clogged up the lane, mm-hmm. and, and know where Timmy does his damage, right? And, and knew where Holmgren when he's on the floor, where he's going to be doing his things. Tony was phenomenal in that game. Williams was really good in that game last night. He Wade did some things. Um, this Arkansas team, boy, oh boy! One other thing I had in my notes: Arkansas is a great program. I'm, for me, my generation growing up, I was a big Arkansas fan. I love mm-hmm. Corliss Williamson. Scotty mm-hmm. Thurman was my dude. They had Big O, the pig, hitting shots from out there, the big fat guy. Yeah. I love that team. I They were one of my favorites. After Iowa, it was Arkansas. I had a Corliss Williams jersey. You? Yeah, I loved Arkansas. But this is a program that was mired in mediocrity for 20 years. We talk about, of course, Iowa. Last Sweet 16 since 1999. That's how far you have to mm-hmm. go back. Until last year... For Arkansas, you had to go back to 1998. Who did Iowa beat in the round of 32 mm. to get there? It was Arkansas, but it was 98 the last time they had been there. When did they win it all? Was it 93, 94? 94? Yeah. And then yeah, they returned the next yep. year, lost in the Final Four to, yep. to UCLA with the O'Bannon brothers and Toby Bailey and company. Tyus mm-hmm. Edney lost to that one. And that was, I mean, the perfect generation for me. 89 through like 94, 95. That, that was perfect. I'm a youngster. I love everybody. I love these teams. (laughs) And Arkansas was a big, big part of it. But they were stuck for a long time and couldn't get over the hump. Jay Wright couldn't do it until he did it. Arkansas couldn't do it as a program until they did it. And I think that's something to look at for Iowa fans. You keep putting out good teams. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. It's going to eventually happen. The frustrations mount. 
that is a big part of it. I get the frustration that is out there, but as you mentioned at the top today, the news today of what Iowa has coming back next season, at minimum, they're a tournament team on paper, right? Yeah. Going yeah. into the year. Even and if Keegan they're. scholarship frees up and yeah. Fran wants to add a big man. So you add a big man to that mix. You don't have Robracha kind of playing out of position. You don't have Chris Murray playing out of position. But you know what, Robracha, if, for playing out of position, I thought he had a pretty damn good year. I, I went right there with you. His improvements mm-hmm. from November to February, March were absolutely huge that he made going forward, understanding what it takes to play in the Big Ten. This team's a tournament team. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? You just get there. And you get the right path. And things go your way. Yeah, It was set up this year. Mm-hmm. Richmond sucked. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. That was an awful Richmond team. Yeah. And that's an embarrassing loss. It is. In its singular notion. But big picture, that's what you just keep doing. Yeah. Putting good teams together, and eventually it's going to happen. By the way, since we've been on this point over the last couple of weeks regarding A.J. Green... The register shot that down today. Yeah, I saw that. Matthew and, Bain and, and uh, Alyssa Hartle, I think yes. so. she, she does a nice job. Um, came out and, and threw cold water over that rumor that A.J. Green is following uh, Pops to, to Iowa State. Um, same way with Noah Carter. Neither one of them is, is ticketed for the Cyclones. And we'll see. We'll see the rumors out there. I don't know if it's just one of those things that just spread. Like wildfire, but I know the two people, the three people I talk, I know for sure two of them don't know each other, but we'll, we'll see that. Um, I mean, that's what they do. They cover recruiting. So what's Noah Carter doing? Does Noah Carter think he's going to go to a power conference team and be, be good? He had a really good year playing out of position. I, I don't he's, know, Trent. He's not 6'6. Six, six. No. He's probably 6'4. Mm-hmm. So he's going to go to the Big East. Where's he from? Dubuque. Another Dubuque guy like, well, one that went to the ACC in Cordell Pemsel uh-huh. and rarely yeah. saw the floor. Right, right, right. Is right. that what he's destined for? Because I feel that way. Mm-hmm. He's a really good Missouri Valley Conference player. And because of his height limitations and his athleticism. Maybe he's going to Murray State to play for Steve Prome, <laughs> who's about to get that job here today. Well, that would make a little more sense. I could buy that. But to leave, to try to get a, a power conference to take a shot on you, I just... I don't see how it equates. I don't see mm-hmm. how you can do that consistently at that level. Could he go to a terrible one? I, I guess. You know, could, could he go to NC State, who was awful this year and play? Okay, maybe. But I, I don't get it. You want a regular season title. If AJ Green does come back, probably going to be favorites again in yep. the MVC next season. Yeah. And you're going to walk. I. It, it's well, hard he's to been understand. in the portal before and come back. So last year, so, yep. so, so we'll see. Just one, just one more thing. Um, Again, Eric Heft coming up, uh, color analyst for Iowa State. You know what just jumped off my television set last night? How much Ernie? How, how much better Ernie Johnson is than Greg Gumble? <laughs> I mean, Greg Gumble is such a fish out of water when yeah. he's doing that. Why did they break that team up? I get that it's CBS and TB and TBS. Yeah. But for God's sakes, it's it's Greg Gumble. I mean, when you think college basketball, does Greg Gumble come to mind? Right, great, great. Uh, great Talking heads. Well, I'm not a Jim Nance basketball guy either. No, nor am I. But Greg Gumbel in the studio, he's just, I don't know. He's never moved my needle, regardless of what he's doing. I've never been a fan. See, I like Gumbel because there's something about him saying your team's name when it comes across there. Okay. And from the Big Ten, the champions of the tournament. They're oh, just, on Selection on Sunday. On Selection Sunday. Okay, but yeah, I'll give you that. I, I agree with you there. because And it just kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. Now, I don't watch nearly as much studio stuff as you do. I got two young kids. Mm-hmm. Studio stuff that that gets pretty sliced off quickly. Yeah. You're looking for just any minute you can to to actually watch the game. So I don't watch hardly any studio stuff anymore. 
So I guess it's not as big of a well, deal. Well, they both to me. went to they went, both went to halftime at the same time last night, and it just dawned on me there's just Ernie Johnson so much better quarterbacking the uh, the studio show as opposed to Greg Gumbel. Anyways, um, all right, we're going to get to Eric Heft coming up here. Everybody's got their own taste, right? That's mine. Trent differs. Uh, we will hear from Eric Heft coming up uh, in the 11 o'clock hour. Mike Palm off to Vegas. We shall go with our buddy Mike Palm from Circus Sports. And then uh, Tom Caker will catch up on the Hawks. Iowa State, Miami, the number now three. Clones getting three uh, from the Hurricanes. Jeff's been patient. Welcome to the program. Jeff, how are you? Good. Uh, real quick, first... Uh... We're talking about TBS, TNT, CBS. I love the uh, group of Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller. It's too bad they can't get in and do the national championship. Um, I, I, there's no one better than Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller. Uh, I was, uh, by I the way, they get the Iowa State. Miller. They've got the Iowa State game tonight, so you'll enjoy. That's, yep. that's awesome. I love that. Uh, Iowa State. You know, we've been talking about it. I've been on this show a lot of times, and I remember calling in right when they got uh, Tocho, and I thought it was a bad hire. And you know what? I was wrong. Now, do we know how he's going to recruit down the road? I don't know. You guys don't know. But the hand he was dealt this season and keeping Tyree Sutter and Kelsher and Brackington, it goes on and on and on. Um, what a job. That, you know, not, And not just Coach O, his coaching staff. To get everybody yep. to buy in to win two games. We all know this story. So let's fast forward to tonight. Um, here are kind of my, I don't know, X and O's of the game. I think they got to get out fast. I think they got to get some turnovers, get in the transition, get some early layups and dumps. Get the crowd. We're in Chicago. Get it on their side. Get Miami on their heels so maybe they're doing stuff they don't want to do. I want to force Miami to stay out of the paint so we're going to push them. We're going to trap them. We're going to keep them, I don't know, probably 14, 16 feet from the paint line, keep them off the free throw line, and have them do what they don't want to do. So I read this stat, and I could be wrong. But when Miami scores 65 and less, they're 1 in 10 this season. 65 mm. points. So if we keep the game in the 60s, and I think a lot of us know this, if the games are in the low 60s, I love Iowa State's chances. And so I'll end it on this. The wrong team is favored. Cyclones, see you Sunday. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jeff. Hope you're right. I'd love to see it. Um, and if they do, Kansas lies in their way. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, it'd be incredible. It would. Yeah, to, really would. to have that kind of... Mm-hmm. It's already incredible, right? What they've been able to put together. Yeah. It's this is house money. Unthinkable. Uh-huh. And here they are. Right. And and the women are playing a half hour before yeah. that. By the way, the late game, because I checked, tipped at 9.05 last night. Yeah. Or 9.04, something like so that. So you might so. get the first half. Oh, tonight, tonight I'm, I'm pulling an all-nighter, dude. No, I mean, first half, <laughs> oh. if you're a fan... Of the oh, women's of game, Iowa State. Yeah, of the women. Then you go right. halftime. You jump be over. close. Yeah, it might be uh, probably for last yeah. one minute, something like that. TV timeout, boy. Um, Just go to the chicken coop. Absolutely, I'll absolutely. All of them. All three locations. Sports bars, wherever wherever your spot is tonight, they're going to be just mobbed, aren't mm-hmm. they? Oh, good for them. So happy. Service industry doing a little catch up here. Owners, waiters, waitresses, bartenders. Um, good for them. Have a, and don't forget to look after those folks as well because they bust their tails uh, to provide you the service that they do. We will uh, come back with Eric Heft, color analyst, Iowa State. What does he think? Did he watch the shoot-around Miami, get his take on that? Uh, Eric Heft joins us next as we continue on here. Miller & Condon on a Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. And dot com. What I said. 
Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two, Mike Palm from Circus Sports. Catch up with Tom Caker from HawkeyeReport.com. But right now, off to Chicago, as promised we go. Catch up with our friend Eric Heft, color analyst for Iowa State. Tim John Walters have the call of the game tonight. If you can't be in front of your TV, it's down the hall here. 100.3 The Bus. I'm guessing the pregame show tips. You guys go on the air at 8 o'clock, Eric Heft. Have I got that one right? I believe that's correct. All right. Good stuff. Last time I searched. I hope so. That's when we're planning anyway. <laughs> right. You either be talking to yourself or to the audience. Well, I'm just right. glad you're going to be talking, Eric, because here we go, the second week of the tournament, uh, second weekend of the tournament here at Iowa State stands, and half hour early, Fennelly's crew takes the floor uh, in Greensboro. Uh, pretty good. Uh, pretty good night for the Cardinal and Gold. It's awesome. I mean, absolutely tremendous. I mean, not a surprise for the women, but obviously for the men, it's it's house money time. I mean, Iowa State is overachieved, and it's been a really fun group. Fun group to be around. I mean, these guys are connected, and I think that's one reason why they've had uh, so much success. Eric, you know, um, you've seen practice, so this didn't catch you off guard. Uh, maybe not off guard is not the right term, but we know they 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 focus on the defense. A lot of the media was uh, at the United Center for shoot around and some of the practice yesterday, and I think most of them were sending the video back of uh, defensive drills. They were getting after it on the defensive end of the floor. I'm not sure I saw many shots put up at that particular point of the practice that was videoed and then put on Twitter. Man, oh man, they get after it defensively. At least they did yesterday at the United Center uh, in the uh, practice session. Every single day. How about that? <laughs> I mean, that's how. I mean, that's it. That's the, that's their identity. And and to be honest, uh, you know, they start with those drills, and, and the media were only allowed in there for the first ten minutes. There was plenty of shooting going on too. Hopefully, mm-hmm. there'll be some making tonight. That's right. Right. <laughs> It's an offense that has its challenges, but when you bring a defense, you're going to have a chance going into every single game. Looking at the matchup, as you've been getting ready for Miami this week, we've talked a little bit about those three guards. We haven't talked about the bigs very much. What what would give you pause inside? Wardenburg, big dude, six foot ten. He's got size to a Miller. He can also step out and hit some three pointers. When you look at the bigs, because we've talked about the guards so much, what was will pose some challenges for ISU? Well, uh, they can both shoot it from the perimeter. I mean, Wardenburg, the 6'10 guy, not really an inside guy. They're going to play five out a lot. Mm-hmm. And you have to cover him on the perimeter because he is a good three-point shooter. He's made quite a few this season. Uh, and Jordan Miller, just a hard player. I mean, he, he really gets after it. George Mason transfer, 6'7". He can shoot it, but he's aggressive going to the basket. So he got, he's got a really quick first step. So I think those are things... Uh, and, and for the entire game, for the whole team, you know, other than Mordenberg, I mean, they want to get to the basket. I mean, they've got guys who can really put it on the deck. They're quick, and obviously, all are good shooters. So they stress they stress the defense in a lot of different ways. Uh, Eric Heft, color analyst, is uh, joining us. Iowa State. Eric, before I forget, I wanted to ask you this. We'll get back into the game in a second. You had a uh, a um, courtside view of the Brad Davison experience last uh, mm-hmm. last Sunday. Um, what did you I think? Did. What did you think of his game? You know, uh, 
if he was on your team, I'm Love sure him. you'd like him. Yeah, yeah. But I talked to the Purdue guys who were, were sitting next to, and I said, "Hey, what do you what do you think of Brad Davison?" And the comment was, "You know, we're really sick of him." You know. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. I, I, I take, and I think comment I made during the broadcast too is like, "Man, the kid's got a, a great future in sales." Because man, he tries to sell everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does. He, uh, he, I mean, he plays hard. I give him that. Yeah. Uh, no, he does. A lot of my Iowa uh, Hawkeye friends are, were always kind of complaining about it. And I'm like, oh, come on. It can't mm. be that bad. No, it is that bad. Okay. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I think you're on, you were onto something there. Might be worse than they were even selling. <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, Eric, do you remember, tell us about McGusty at Oklahoma. See, I really don't remember too much of his Sooner career. Um, do you remember him and his freshman and his oh, sophomore sure. campaign? Yeah, he's a good player. I mean, he's all he made the all freshman team in the league. Uh, you know, ten point score. You know, I think one of the things I don't. I was kind of surprised he left actually because unless he had some kind of riff with Coach Kruger, which uh, knowing Lon as well as I do, kind of found that hard to believe. But uh, he, uh, he could put it on the floor. He was yeah. a pretty good shooter. I thought he played hard. I think a big difference now. He's lost weight. Uh, mm. I think he's he's trimmer. Uh, I know his vertical is much better. He's done a good job with his body, and I think that plus the fact that he's you know 23 years old, experience he has being a sixth year guy and playing you know five five real seasons of college basketball. I mean, he he's a really good player, but but I thought he was going to be a guy who could have been an All Big 12 guy if he's uh, hung around Norman uh, longer. So, but not really surprised that he's doing well. Third Sweet 16 over the last eight seasons for Iowa State. Three different coaches have got there, Hoiberg, Prohm, and now in year number one, T.J. Otzelberger. What does that do for the program, and what does getting to this second weekend mean for Iowa State basketball, just not here in the interim, but looking forward big picture? Well, you know, and beyond just Sweet 16, too, eight of the last 11 years, obviously coming off two years that were down years, but eight of the last 11 years, I think it just makes – uh, a statement that Iowa State basketball is, is is a force. I mean, it's it's something that's consistent, uh, saved those last couple of years, uh, and I think it's going to continue to be that way. And I think if you're a, a, a young prospective student athlete looking to play for a place, you want to get to want to get to the tournament, maybe want to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Iowa State could be a really great destination for you. Eric, um, the Miami, if there is a, there are a couple of knocks on them, um, I think they're better defensively than the analytics say that they are. And again, I haven't seen them all year long. I think I've watched them twice, but I saw the Auburn game start to finish. I was kind of impressed the way they played defense. But what I did notice in that game, they don't have much of a bench, Eric. They're not a very no. deep team. Now, they don't commit a lot of fouls, which is good, but there's not a lot of depth there, is there? Uh, no, I mean they're five starters, including three sixth-year seniors, all average over thirty minutes a game. So that could become a could become a bit of a factor. But this time of the season, you got so much adrenaline going. I don't know how big a deal that'll be. But they don't have much bench, you know. And defensively, uh, they try to be disruptive. Uh, they don't have a rim protector, uh, really. So I think. For them, some of the time they just say, "Hey, you know, let's try to get a steal." They got a ton of steals over the course of the season. Uh, if they don't, then we kind of hope they miss the shot. 
And I think that's going to be a really big thing for Iowa State is to not fall in the trap, uh, move the ball, stretch the defense, uh, move them from side to side before you try to drive. Because I think once you can create some seams to drive in, I think Iowa State will be able to finish at the rim maybe better than they've been able to against some of the teams that have those shot blockers inside. But I think they're decent defensively. I think the big thing is offensively how good they are. But what Iowa State can do, you know, they score 65 points or less, they're 1-6. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty magic that, number. That, huh? that, that, is a, that is a real magic number. And you look at the teams that they've played who have been really defensive-minded teams, Florida State in, in particular, Virginia, you know, uh, Virginia Tech. Oh, they're 1-5 against those teams. Mm-hmm. So I think Iowa State, if they can play with that defensive intensity effectively, I think maybe get the game in the low 60s, gives Iowa State a terrific chance to win. Yeah, Penn State plays some defense, and Penn State held them and, yeah. and beat them back in uh, early December. So and that's to, pretty to your point. Average Penn State right. team. That yeah. was their one win below 65. Yeah. yeah. So when we go through and you look at what we've seen, the shuffling of the starting lineup, it was, a, I think, a surprise to a lot of people going in. And Aruna getting the start against LSU. Do you anticipate they'll be back to quote unquote the normal starting lineup here later, or is Otzelberger still playing around and, and still making a decision here as we said day of the game? Well, you know, I think the Anaruna thing with Jazz too was just they wanted to get uh, Tristan engaged a little bit and get him going. Uh, and Jazz likes coming off the bench. Jazz is perfectly fine with that, so it's not like there's any downside there. Uh, but I expect we're going to see the same lineup we've seen in and we saw in the last game. You know, coming back to you know who who Iowa State is when they're at their best. But the thing is. You know, the guys coming off the bench, whether it's Tristan, uh, certainly George Condit, I think they feel like Condit plays a little bit better coming off the bench, too. He has a little more of a chip on his shoulder in that situation. Uh, but, you know, Caleb's going to have to play. Somebody's going to have to make shots. I mean, it comes down, you can talk about defense all you want. Somebody, whether it's Caleb Grill coming off the bench or Kausher, although my gut feeling tells me tonight, I think Isaiah's going to have a, a really big game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think Iowa State will need it, but yep. uh, I just have that feeling he hasn't quite had the numbers. Late. He's played well, but hasn't quite had the shooting numbers. I think he's going to play play really well tonight. Yeah, he's absolutely due offensively. Look, it was it was Hunter in, uh, in the LSU game, and, of course, Kelsher uh, went off the other night. Here's what else they have in their favor. Uh, the, the, I mean, Miami, I was told, turned in a bunch of their tickets, Eric, as, as, as to right. be expected, right? It's spring football down there. We talked to a guy yesterday that covers them, and he brought up the fact, well, look, it's spring football, and that's got everybody's attention. Uh, and, and we know that uh, Story <laughs> County's going to be emptying out in Polk County. We had a whole lot of people if they're not already there, caravans heading east, I'm assuming. I was there when they were in the last time in the Sweet Stick scene against Virginia at the United Center. It was it was unbelievable, the number of Iowa State yeah. fans. I'm not saying it'll be to that level because that was a pretty special Iowa State team as far as popularity, but there'll be a lot of them, let's face it. I, I think so. I, the one thing, uh, Kansas got a, a 24-hour advantage. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. They, they qualified, and, and they're certainly going to have a lot of fans there. But I, I'm pretty confident the KU fans will root for Iowa State in this one, too, simply because well, no other reason than they beat Iowa State twice. Right. But I think it, that plus the Big 12, uh, and there's just a lot of friendship uh, uh, between uh, Coach Self and TJ, I mean, they're good friends, and uh, Bill's been really great to TJ, and I think uh, 
There's so much respect between the two of them. And I think the fan bases will kind of share that here tonight. Uh, last thing for you, uh, Steve Perome, Bob, back in, uh, back in the coaching fraternity, took the Murray State head job. If the uh, uh, rumors are, are to, I'm, I'm sure they are. There's too many people that are yeah. reporting it. Uh, your thoughts right. on Prome getting back to a place that was, uh, had a lot of success, Murray State, and boy, the Valley is going to be, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. But Prome back, uh, coaching again. Super happy for him. I mean, he's he's as good a guy as there is, and I think he's a good coach. Some circumstances, a couple things went the wrong way, and you know, at this level, I mean, that just doesn't really work. But I'm so happy for him. It's a place he really loves. His wife's from there. Yep. I mean, he lives there now. So I mean, it's really really a great situation, and I think I think he'll do well. And I tell you, with the valley. You know, to be honest, losing Loyola was a bit of a bite, but I think adding Murray and Belmont, I think they took a half step forward rather than a step back. Really, and I thought I thought the Big Twelve was going to take a couple of steps back with Oklahoma and Texas. Bullsby did a phenomenal job. Here comes Houston. Here comes Houston. Oh my you gosh! Think, you think Kelvin Sampson can coach? Yeah, you think? Jeez. Unbelievable. <laughs> Hey Eric, yeah, listen. Incredible. Uh, thanks for doing this for us. Thank you for. I mean, you've been on with us going all the way back to August. You're very uh, gracious with your time uh, during football into basketball season. Look, I hope there's a reason to call you next week. I really do. Um, and if there is, we will. Thank you, Eric. Heff. Appreciate you coming on. Right. Hey, always, always fun being with you guys. Good to talk to you, Eric. Heff, color analyst for Iowa State again. The game if you can't be in front of your TV. It airs down the hall. One hundred point three. The bus. Miller and Condon back to wrap up our number one. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Hi, Millery Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Five minutes before the hour of 11, Jethro's... Today, the KXNO lunch special on again today. This is the last day for the Miller and Condon Barber Stew. Uh, $10.63. Jethro's across the, well, across their footprint all throughout central Iowa. It is not on the menu. You have to ask for $10.63. Ask for the KXNO lunch special. All right. So Iowa State will uh, bring the curtain down, at least we think, mm-hmm. uh, on the coverage. To bring the curtain up will be Purdue and the Peacocks. Trent, the money is pouring in on St. Peter's. Yes, 71% of the tickets right now. I see 57% of the money coming in on St. Peter's. Do people like to burn their money? Well, I mean, you'd be a good person to ask, (laughs) Mr. Gonzaga. The answer is yes. It means 12 and a half, right? 13 13 is what I see everywhere. Yep. So they can cover, yeah. But there's a lot of folks taking them outright. Come on. Well, you know what that is. It's, it's the underdog, it's right? David Goliath. And you look at all the money lines, and it's like uh, plus two hundred five, yeah. uh, plus one forty two, plus six fifty. I'll take a shot at that. Hundred bucks to win six fifty. Yeah, give me that one. I mean, you don't think there's any way we saw we saw the uh, two ones go down yesterday, right? There's no way the Purdue's getting beat tonight, is there? There's no way. There's no way St. Peter's is beating Kentucky. No, or Richmond's not going to beat Iowa. Come on. There's no way that St. Peter's is going to bounce back and then beat Murray State. Went lost in three months. Uh-huh. And what happens? So, no way. No, you can't say that. Right. But I find it very difficult I to do say. I do, too. I think some people have uh, clung to the 15 seed, the last two that advanced, the only other two, before St. Peter's, both covered in their Sweet 16 game. 
Florida Gulf Coast against a great Florida team, mm-hmm. covering that one. And then last year, well, Robert said, mm-hmm. went down to the wire and uh, had a chance to win their Sweet 16 game. So maybe some people are playing a little bit of the trend angle. 15 seeds are 2-0 and against the number. <laughs> that could be a part of it here. I have a hard time. They're, they're giving up nine inches mm-hmm. to Edie. Mm-hmm. They're rotation player, not just a guy, rotation player. Their tallest is giving up nine inches mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, I don't like their chances. Now, look, at and you said it earlier in the week, it's unfortunate that the uh, the Jersey game, North Carolina, UCLA, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, two heavy heads, two blue bloods in college basketball um, are going to overlap with Iowa State. How much, wouldn't you like to just watch? If that's the early game, are you even changing the channel? No, if it was between like that and St. Peter's Purdue. Right. There would be no doubt oh about it. Oh my gosh, that's going to be good. So we wait to see what Hawkeye's injury status is. Right. He's going to play. I think so, too. But we have no clue how effective mm-hmm. he is. Because it's an ankle, right? Yes. Well, we saw an ankle injury for Arizona that's mm-hmm. pretty pretty impactful mm-hmm. during the loss and even the lo- the game before against TCU. That's concerning. And North Carolina, I didn't watch as much of the game against Baylor as you did. Mm-hmm. But when they're right... Trent, they were right. At, I mean, I, I picked up on North Carolina when they hammered Duke. I mean, Shashevsky's not losing the final game at Cameron Indoor. You got the they Amish, embarrassed them. The Amish sur- uh, surfer out there and Brady Manning yeah. with that awful beard and then the, the, the flowing locks to go with it. Boy, he's got a head of hair on him. If <laughs> We know he can fill it up. We saw that uh-huh. in Oklahoma during his career, but nothing like really what we've seen over the last couple of weeks here. I think I'm leaning Carolina. Are you? I, I think Grabbing I Grabbing the points? I was UCLA basically throughout. I just, I'm so concerned about Hawkeyes. This is going to be a game, though, that I will play live. Mm-hmm. I, I almost guarantee this is going to be one. You just have to see with him. You mm-hmm. have to see where he is physically. A lot of people played the Duke game live last night. Yeah. Did they play the right side of it? Well, I think so because they grabbed five and a half at one point when oh, yeah. uh, when Duke was down. I don't remember what they were down. It was early, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that, that live number was five and a half at one point. Look, how can you bet against Duke in live betting? When they, when you see the way they finish well, the last, they don't miss games. shots for the last ten minutes. Trent, the last twelve minutes of their two games, the Michigan State yeah. game, the four minutes, and then the almost nine minutes, they didn't miss a shot. Didn't win a lot of games doing oh, that. Oh my God, I didn't see Duke coming. And I the possibility of a Duke North Carolina national oh. semifinal Ooh. that'll be the capper next Saturday if that plays out. Yeah, that's the late game for sure, right? That will be as massive of a final game, four game mm. as we've seen in mm-hmm. how long? Mm-hmm. I mean, Long think of time. the numbers. And if Duke gets to the national championship, how big those numbers are going to be. You, you don't want them in the natty, do you? Would no. You, do you like the story at all? Is there, no. is there a little part of you that says, you know what? There was one part last night. Krzyzewski, it was at halftime. He was walking to the locker room, and it struck me for the first time. Man, he's old. <laughs> no, seriously, it, it's not being flippant or, you know, yeah, yeah. My, my dislike of Kay. It is... That is an old guy just trudging his way through, and he's, he's got a gimp to him, and mm-hmm. of course had the hip surgery. He's just, man, he's old. The the jet black hair, yeah. I guess, probably has thrown that off throughout the years, but that was my takeaway. Yeah. yeah he is Coaching, old. and if you're going to be on TV reading the news, you've got to get the hair dye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Our Us radio two. guys are fine, aren't yes, we? indeed we are. I wouldn't say fine, but we don't have to go down that no, road. No, we are as gray as gray can be. Hour two coming up next. Mike Palm, Circus Sports. Boy, they got to be loving life, right? I got to think a lot of futures have been thrown on the floor. We'll catch up with Mike Palm, Tom Kickert on the Hawks, Claxton's Barbecue. Hour two next, 106.3 KXNO.